President Joe Biden called for a pause in the Israel-Gaza conflict on Wednesday night to secure the release of hostages. Biden's stance on Wednesday evening diverged from the White House's previous position during the conflict, which refrained from instructing Israel on how to respond to Hamas's terrorist attack. He emphasized, Hamas is unquestionably a terrorist organization, Lawrence Keller reporting. On Wednesday, the Rafah border crossing to Egypt opened, allowing hundreds of foreign passport holders, including Americans and some injured Palestinians in Gaza, to leave. This marked the first time the crossing was accessible since the October 7th Hamas attacks on Israel. In Washington, U.S. State Department spokesperson Matthew Miller confirmed the departure of some American citizens from Gaza, but did not specify the exact number. Miller informed reporters on Wednesday afternoon, several American citizens have crossed through Rafah and are now in Egypt. Jessica Oakley reporting. Despite persistent inflation, the Federal Reserve opted to keep interest rates unchanged as part of its efforts to control rising prices. Speaking in Washington, D.C., Fed Chair Jerome Powell stated that the central bank had made progress toward its inflation target over the past year, leading to the decision to maintain steady interest rates while considering actions to bring inflation back to normal levels. Powell remarked, Inflation has shown signs of decreasing, but it still exceeds our 2% target. Kyle Norris reporting. New House Speaker Mike Johnson engaged in discussions with Senate Republicans on Wednesday regarding his contentious Israel-specific aid package in an attempt to gain their support. During a closed-door lunch in the afternoon that lasted about an hour, Johnson addressed the Senate Republican Conference. He discussed his aid package and indicated a newfound willingness to advance aid to Ukraine, a move he had opposed in the past. Ann Parker reporting. This is the latest news headlines. Officials reported one worker's death and ongoing rescue efforts to locate another after an 11-story building collapsed at a defunct coal plant in eastern Kentucky on Tuesday night. The coal sorting structure at Martin Mine Prep Plant in Martin County collapsed at approximately 6.30 p.m., according to Kentucky Emergency Management. Two workers became trapped underneath multiple floors of concrete and steel, as stated by the agency. Jamie Dabalos reporting. In a deeply troubling case, a visiting nurse was discovered dead in the basement of a patient's residence in Connecticut. The Willimantic Police Department reported that the nurse was reported missing by her family on Saturday. She had missed several appointments that day, and a family member traced her phone to the address of her first patient, which was scheduled for 8 a.m. that day, according to an affidavit. Michael Wallace reporting. On Thursday, an earthquake with a magnitude of 6.1 struck Indonesia's Timor Island, causing panic and resulting in minor damage to several buildings and houses. Fortunately, there were no immediate reports of casualties. The U.S. Geological Survey confirmed that the earthquake had a depth of 22.4 miles, and its epicenter was situated 13 miles north-northeast of Kupang, the capital city of East Nusa Tenggara province. Wade Addison reporting. A jury in Illinois has ordered Conagra Brands, based in Chicago, to pay $7.1 million to Tammy Reese, a Pennsylvania woman who suffered severe injuries in 2017 when a can of commercial brand cooking spray ignited in her workplace's kitchen, causing her to catch fire. The verdict in favor of Tammy Reese of Shippensburg, Pennsylvania, was issued on Monday. This case is the first among numerous others involving burn victims from across the country who had similar accidents with Conagra-made cooking spray brands, including the popular Pam brand. Liam White reporting. And that's the latest news headlines with Alan Edwards. 